Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Billion Dollar Blind Spots, where we actually help people discover and capitalize on the billion dollar blind spot that lie dormant within their business and their lifestyle. So today I'm like, I'm really excited actually to introduce you to this guy. He's one of these guys that's like the secret weapon behind the scenes for a lot of these bigger producers like a Jay Kinder, Michael Reese, and those guys. Um, I, you know, I knew him in spirit, as they say. Um, and I knew him as like that big guy who talks about scripts and dialogues on the phone and stuff. Um, but I really never knew who he was. And then one day, I have an accountability group that has a bunch of maniacs that get up at like 4 35 o'clock and text and, and stuff like that to each other. And here is this guy. And I go, wait a minute. I know that guy. Um, so let me introduce you guys to um, the number one best-selling author of tragic hero, pick up the, picking up the pieces. He's the co-author of phone sales secrets, 21 years in the business. Wally Bresler. Come on in, man. Let's talk. Good to see you, sir. Nice to have you here. No, I am. I am Sean. I'm not a sir. I, I I actually worked for a living in the military. I got thrown out of the plane. I wasn't telling people to get out of the plane. I got you. Um, <laughs> so yeah. um, we were just, you know, in a in a in like a one minute soundbite. If you had to say, what's your superpower? What is it, man? I, I, I you know, I've always had trouble figuring out what it is. But people tell me that it's my ability to ask people the right questions to help okay. get them clear on where they need, what they need to do to get where they need to go. So it's- All right, so know. here's a better question. What's your skill set? What's your number one skill set, you think? Asking those questions, I guess? Yeah, and I, you know, the ability to right. understand what people are trying to accomplish and then ask them the right questions to lead them to the conclusion that they need to be led to in order to do what they need to do to make it happen. Got it. So after kicking, after getting kicked out of the womb and like in a three-minute soundbite, who's Wally? Yeah, so, you know- um, had a very troubled past, you know, everybody's got a story, right? And uh, tragic pieces, <laughs> yeah, hence, hence the name tragic hero, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I basically am a, I'm resilient. I'm, a, I'm an overcomer for lack of a better word. I mean, I had a tough childhood. Parents weren't bad people, just weren't good parents. And uh, <clears throat> went through some tough things as a child, you know, was addicted to food and, and sex and pornography and money for, you know, most of my life, 40 plus years. And, uh, you know, screwed up a lot of things along the way, big self-sabotage issues and uh, ruined a marriage, blown over $5 million in my lifetime. You know, we talked about this just a minute ago. You know, I spent a year in federal prison for mail fraud. Um, I was working with the guy and, uh, you know, we were trying to help people keep their houses during the mortgage meltdown. But unfortunately, uh, he lied on $15 million worth of mortgages and my wow. name was on paperwork and I was involved. And, you know, one of the things I looked the other way on that I shouldn't have. So I spent right. 366 days in, uh, in, in federal prison. So. You know, and, uh, you know, let me ask you a question about that. Um, it seems like, you know, like when you, and we've talked about this offline with the guys that we chat with, first of all, congratulations. You, you guys have no idea by how much, how much weight have you lost since I've been hanging out with you in that group? Probably about 45 pounds in the last six weeks. So 45 pounds now, bear in mind, 45 pounds. And, you know, like he said to me, he said to me one day, he goes, listen, if you can carry me on your back, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll pay you a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but the, the reality is yeah. resilience would be an understatement when it comes to losing 40 pounds um, yeah. in a very short period of time. Yeah. And I think you said it once before you said you lost a hundred pounds at one point in your life, right? Yeah, you know, I was on the biggest loser in 2006. I lost 116 pounds when I was on the show. I lost 130 something pounds, 138 pounds in prison. You know, getting it off has not been the hard part. Keeping it off has been the hard part. And that's, you know, Got that's all the mental and emotional side of things. So you just touched on something that, you know, I did an interview with a friend of mine, Frank Ray, who is agent animals. He's one of the, one of the guys there. And we talked about it and he said, Hey, Sean, what are the three things that somebody has to do to, you know, to survive this market? You know? And I said, you know, attitude, approach expectations, but it all starts in that five inch span between your ears. 
you just mentioned it. It turns out that everybody on that chat that we hang out on talks about that all the time. It's not, none of those guys in there cannot do a workout. It's just a matter of, do we choose to do it or we choose not to do it? So here's a, here's an interesting twist for you. I'm reading the sign behind your head. It says phone sale secrets. Yeah. The way I met, um, the way I met Jay Kinder and those guys is I was a grinder and probably 15 years ago, I met Al Stasek who coached me and he said, Hey, you know, we're going to teach you how to grind. And I go, teach me how to grind. I've been doing prospecting for 25 years, three hours a day, 30 contacts a day, you know, 250,000 conversations. Um, that's, you know, it's an experience. And that was my experience with it. And, and, you know, um, I'm curious to, you know, when, when Frank said to me, he goes, what do you think, what do you think makes it easy for you or makes it fun? And I go, I know the, I, there's only 40 questions they can ask me in real estate. And I know the answer to all 40 questions, three different ways from Sunday. Mm -hmm. So in your, in your experience, first of all, who are you coaching for phone sales? I mean, I, I, everybody, you know what I'm saying? I, I, basically, what businesses, what businesses I should say? Um, real estate, digital marketing, um, a consumer marketing company, some, some, some insurance agents, um, you know, basically anybody who, who has to hop on the phone and make phone calls, you know? So, so dopey question. Are they all have the same, do they all have the same sickness or the same disease? <clears throat> the people I work with all have, um, very limiting beliefs around, why they can't get why they're not able to or don't want to Ooh, get that's out. a nugget that is a billion dollar blind spot say that again please i said these are people that have limiting beliefs and hidden identities about why they can't. so you're saying that very low i think that should be said that like at the top of your lungs they have limiting beliefs and their self-esteem just isn't where it needs to be right they don't believe they don't believe what they're what they're talking to that person about on either end of the phone it's actually they don't believe it before they tell them they believe it it's not even they don't believe what they're saying they don't believe in themselves so right. how, does that, how does that look on the phone? It doesn't because they don't get on the phone. So I, I know we've talked about this over the years is, you know, they always joke about the percentages of the communication, right? Only 6% of what you say is the words. And then 30, what is it? 50 something percent is your body language, which you don't have on the phone. Mm -hmm. So while how do I, how do I get over, how do I get back some of that, some of that 50% if I'm talking to somebody on the phone on a regular basis, trying to make a, make a deal? So you're saying that we're not afraid of getting on the phone. We don't have call reluctance. Let's say we can get past that. Let's say that, let's say we're not afraid of somebody punching me through the phone. So we have physiology available to us on the phone, right? If I'm standing up, my voice sounds different than if I'm sitting down. If right. I'm, I'm gesticulating, I'm talking and moving my arms, my energy will be reflected in that over the phone. Yep. Um, ultimately, you have tone of voice available to you too. That's really, you know, and voice qualities are what matter. Tone of voice. Way to speech. Speech, you know, pitch, volume, all that stuff, you know, all those things have the ability to influence somebody from a physiological standpoint, even though I don't have my, my ability to direct you with my body here, you know? And so, right. you know, building rapport over the phone really comes down to tone, matching and mirroring, pacing, mm -hmm. and then asking questions, finding commonalities from there. Asking questions is great, but questions do not get you rapport. Rapport is physiologically driven and it's all through tone of voice, matching and mirroring and pacing and leading. So, you know, they call it, they call it pre, uh, what is it called? A, um, I actually studied NLP quite extensively with a bunch of crazy characters over the years. And that's really what we're talking about is sales language and the art of neuro-linguistic programming, which is okay. neuro, the brain linguistics is the words that are on the page and the, and the language we use. Yeah. And then, and, um, and programming is, Hey, Hey, Wally, when is now a good time to sign the contract? Obviously you realize what a great opportunity it is to get started with us, but I think, you know, 
you hit on something before all that, you know, like I, I would, matter of fact, I was in a, did a meeting this morning and the, um, the, the person who was, you know, doing the whole hosting said to the panel, Hey, what do you say when the guy says, you know, I want to pay you 4% or I want to pay you 5% or I want to pay you four and a half or whatever. They all had these crazy scripts and dialogues, but none of them actually raised their hand and said, no, I'm not willing to do that. Can I tell you why? So if you're on a phone, what do you think is the number one objection most people get on the phone that they, that shuts them down automatically that you can help them with? You know, and to your point, you said there were 40 questions. It's really only five objections, right? Pricing, timing, right? So you got pricing, yeah. timing, you got motivation. Oh, um, pricing, timing, motivation. I'm oh, probably pricing, timing, which is also motivation. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to have somebody else do it, or I got to talk to somebody about it. Huh, I never heard that before. Right? Pricing, so timing. It's, it's DIY. It's D- do it yourself, do it with you, or do it for you. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying this, you know, so it's, it's a pricing issue, money, it's timing. It's that. Okay. Or it's, and then it's, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to have somebody else do it, or I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and talk, I have to talk to somebody before I make the decision. So any one of those are the big ones. The thing is, is over the phone, you know, handling objections is a little different than handling face to face, right? Because you have, yeah. you have the, you have the, the ability to demonstrate you have the ability to build credibility. Right, right. So you would handle objection differently face to face than you would over the phone. Over the phone, you're just really trying to get the person to be open to the fact that they should let you come by to solve that problem. If somebody so says, you, "So you're really not, you're really not," what you just got done saying to me is, "Sean, don't close them for the appointment, but close them for the opportunity just to meet with them." Well, I mean, you should close for the appointment, but it's the same thing, right? But no, no, no. I meant what I meant though is, don't close them for the contract on the spot that you know well, they're no, going to sign. Over the phone, it's the language of possibility. Anything's possible. Hey, I want, will you list my home for 4%? I'm completely open to it. When can I come by and take a look at your home and see right. if we can do the 4%? You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I don't want to- be the first thing list. we talk about when I come out there. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to sign a listing agreement. Okay, that's fine. I've got all kinds of options available where you don't have to sign your listing agreement. When can we come by so I can talk to you about what the best way to do exactly. that? Anything's possible over the phone, face-to-face. Then you can demonstrate. You can say, here's why you don't want to do it for 4%. Here's why you want right, right. an agreement. But I can't You're, do it. You know, like our coaches used to say, don't handle objections on the phone. Handle the appointment. Mostly, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes you can handle objection. Like these days, people are like, hey, I want to wait. Okay, I can appreciate that. You want to wait. You want to cushion the objection. What are you waiting for? We so want interest rates to go down. If you but- if you had a new person that really isn't used to using the phone as their vehicle by choice, like you were in the mortgage space for a period of time, right? Real estate. Through, um, I'm sorry, real estate. So we went through a period of time where we went through a period of time where for mortgage guys, the phone was ringing inbound 40 times a day. Right. And they were just answering the phone, taking the orders. Now, those order takers now need to be lead generation, um, lead generation focused and get on the phone. If you had if you had to tell you if you had to help somebody to do that, what do you think the one, two or three things they could do immediately to get them, get them in motion and get them on the phone naturally versus feeling like they got a gun to their head? I think one thing, people, the most important thing is becoming an expert in what's going on right now and an expert in the market, because. Yeah, I'm just when you know everything, you know, when when you know you can answer anybody's questions or handle any objection over the phone or you can overcome whatever they're going to say, that really improves your confidence and it really keeps you in a position where, hey, it doesn't matter what anybody says to me on the phone. I know that I can answer that question. And then the second thing is, is, you know, you really need to keep track of of what you're doing because every outcome has a mathematical equation to it. Right on. 
every every outcome is a mathematical equation too. And if I keep track of my numbers, I know that if I talk to 20 people, I can get a client, right? And and then the last right. thing is 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 you, you've got to be committed to doing it consistently. Like your, your prospecting time in your calendar has to be in a non-negotiable. So let right. me recap that for a second. So knowledge, you're saying knowledge is probably one of the most important things, having the answers to the test before you get on the before you get on the using that knowledge. Right. That's using that knowledge. Number two is doing it consistently, is what you're saying, and knowing your numbers. You know, what, what is, what's the old adage, right? Is what we track actually increases. Um, and then you're, and then you're talking about discipline or consistency. Right. So, so if you're able to put somebody in a, with a, you know, I, I don't know if, do you have girls or boys? I don't remember. I forgot. I have three girls and a boy. Right. So you get this. Once somebody goes on a cycle in the group, they all get on the same cycle. Right. And that's, and that's just from hanging out with the same kind of people. So if they, if, if, if new people that aren't used to being on the phone, were able to find a group of people that they can hang out with that are like-minded and, and trying to get to the same place. Like we used to do, you know, for years, me and my friends did group prospecting on Google Hangout and Google and Zoom every morning. I, I operated my real estate team before retiring from sales that way. Um, and, and do you recommend, uh, is there certain times they should be calling to get the best results? I mean, if you, if you go with, uh, you know, the, what, what MIT figured out, what Harvard figured out, Kellogg School, Northwestern. Oh, those guys don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they have no clue, like dummies. They're smarter than us, let's put it that eight, way. You know, eight to 10 in the morning is second best time of the day. Number one best time of the day is probably 4.30 to 6.30. Is it really? Okay. I never knew that. And you know what? I've heard this. I'm sure you know a friend of mine, um, Ren, Ren Jones, um, owns uh, Vulcan 7. Actually, he's one of the founders. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. So I did an interview once with, with Ren, who Ren and I were coaches for Mike Ferry like a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Ren said to me one day offline, he goes, you know, we can only go after about 4% of the market share. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, if there's 2 million realtors, we really only can go after about 4% because those are the people that are willing to pick up the phone. And I said, do you mean like call somebody they don't know? And he goes, no, people won't even, the studies have shown that people are even afraid to pick up the phone and call their family and friends and say, hey, I got in the real estate business or I got in the mortgage business. Can I, can you help me? And I, I just find that dumbfounding. Is that, do you find that same experience? You think there are, there are people that are more afraid to call people they know than people they don't know. Call reluctance really comes down to. So define call reluctance for the, for the audience. So that in a, in a, in like a third grade language. So even I can understand it. Either you don't want to, or you're unable to pick up the phone because you have an emotional challenge that has led to the point where you're afraid to do it. Like a physical phobia that that is literally, you know, some sweating, sweaty palms, dry, you know, dry mouths, sweaty pits. So, so you'll no, you'll, you'll you'll appreciate this. I have a real estate office with a team, and I have three de- or like six desks set up on forty inches high, no chairs, two phones mm-hmm. on each one. The mortgage guy sends over a new sends a guy into my office to work on in our office so that when we get somebody on the phone, we would just pass them to him, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, listen, here is a list of all these people that we've talked to for the past five years. Just start calling those people. And he's over there and he's like moving the pencil around, moving the paper. And you can imagine that we're kind of wired the same. I walk over and it's like 8.15. I'm like, what are you doing? Now it's like 8.20. He's over there still figure, sharpening pencils. So finally, I walk over. I go, here, do me a favor. Put this headset on. Put this on this one and put this one on this one. He puts the headsets on and I take the receiver. I unplug it. And I throw it across the room. And I go, you hear that ringing noise in your, in your ear? He goes, yeah, oh, my God. And he was like trying to go to put, you know, put his finger on. I said, don't put your finger on it. Just dial the phone and it goes away. And, but, but ironically enough, that kid doing what we said to do, and it was a strong market, like 2006 or seven, did like $10 million in loans in a market where it was like $300,000 with the average loan. 
in a month, in his first month in the business, just by following. And once he got past, it was funny because it took about a week for him. Every morning I had to like throw something at him. But once he got up and running, you know, it's like anything else. Like once you start walking, you're like, okay, I'm already walking. I got to get back to the house. So for some people, call reluctance is strictly a syntax issue. Like you were just talking about knowing what to say, how to say it, when to say it. Right. And that, that is for some people, but the people have, most people have call reluctance, have an emotional block, something that happened that basically triggered their, their sympathetic nervous system, their fight or flight instinct, and it created fear within them. And basically an actual fear, not like, it's not like they're, it's not like they're, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. I'm a little concerned. They're legitimately afraid. Right. But what they're afraid of is rejection. They're afraid of being embarrassed. They're afraid of not being alike. They're afraid of not being good enough. Imposter syndrome. You've probably heard of that. Yes. 65% of of all salespeople have a very strong need to be liked. So a lot of people have approval and acceptance issues. Right. And that's where the majority of it comes from. That's where most call reluctance comes from. And it's not something that just jumping on the phone and calling is going to get rid of. There's actual work they have to do on themselves and change. You know their what? I've been reading that thing behind you the, totally wrong this whole time. Oh, no, no. I, it's, I, says, I it's a psychiatrist. It's <laughs> a, <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. We do work on skill sets and phone <laughs> skills. That's not to be good on the phone, too. But, you know, we got to we got to get got to get clear on it. I and mean, you got to find out what the problem is and go attack it and make it go away, which you can. Do. So you got to get to the root of the problem before you could even address anything else. Like anything else, like a doctor. So, so I'm sure you remember my friend Matt Ferry years ago used to say is, hey, the one place that affects everything is in between the five inches in your ears. Yeah. So if you had to leave them with one thing, here's the, here's the question I always ask my guests. I take, I take you and I give you your skill set. I give you 500 bucks. I take, well, here, I give you 500 bucks. I give you your skill set. I throw you out of jail, out of federal penitentiary. It's your first day out. And I give you 500 bucks to go start your life over again. How do you, how do you make a living? What do you do, for, what do, you do first? I go get some numbers to call. I get some leads. I go call some people. I get the cheapest leads I can get, the lowest hanging fruit, and I jump on that. And there you go. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, you're saying is is you know what, uh, you know, both you and I are part of that four percent that look at it as what do you mean you're afraid? Where <laughs> the rest of the population yeah, says. But okay. I had call reluctance for ten years, so I have a, a I have a much deeper appreciation of it. So what is, um, if somebody wants to contact you, how, first of all, the book, I mean, I didn't even go into it, but you just got, by the way, you just got the back end of the book. You just got the deep version of who Wally is and why, first of all, I had no clue that the amount of psychology that you put into helping people to get on the phone, it's no wonder why you've been in business for so long. Um, if somebody wants to reach out to you and get the book, where are they going? They can go to the book and go to Amazon and just look up tragic hero. Okay. Uh, anybody can get a free 15 minutes with me on the phone uh, or on a Zoom call. Okay. They can go to my website, phonesalesecrets.com. Right. And we're going to stick that link in this, yeah, in this yeah, thank podcast. You. Thank you. And, and uh, they, they can go ahead and uh, just grab 15 minutes with me and uh, we'll talk. And if, you know, if you can't get on the phone, you're having trouble with, you know, procrastination or perfectionism, let me know and I'll, t- I'll help you figure out where it comes from. And Wally, I know this for a fact. You travel all over the country, right, to go with different companies and consulting mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So if somebody has an entire, like an entire organization, you're more than willing to come in and train their salespeople. 100%. That's what you do, right? Yep. Over the phone, over Zoom, or face-to-face, 100%. Hey, guys, if you haven't heard, if you haven't figured it out, Wally just uncovered a couple billion dollar blind spots that are lying dormant within you. If you need help to get them out, if you need like a crowbar to get them out from under uh, whatever's going on in there in your head. First of all, you know, when I had a coach one time, you may know her name is Karen Bernardi. She do like 300 transactions in her sleep three days a week, four, <laughs> four weeks, three weeks out of three weeks out of the month. Oh, wow. She was a maniac. She, well, let me back up. Karen is a self-proclaimed, um, self-proclaimed. She was a, a heroin addict, a cocaine addict, a, a, a alcoholic. 
Mm-hmm. And she basically said, you know, I, f- I found a higher purpose and I redirected all my addictions to doing real estate. And she goes, then I had a grandchild. And now what I do is I work my brains out for three to four days a week, four we- uh, three, three out of four weeks a year. So that I could take a week and go out of Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. or I think Costa Rica or whatever, where she goes. But her greatest saying that she told me was stay out of your own head. It's a dangerous place by yourself. I'll leave you guys with that. If you need to get uh, if you need to get on the phone or you have a sales team that really needs to get their get into action and start to pro be uh, proactive, get in touch with Wally. We'll put his information here. Wally, thanks so much for uh, being patient, Thank man. You very much. I really, really appreciate it, man. Great conversation with you, man. Really appreciate it. Talk soon. Thank See you on the other side. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to comment and share this podcast. To learn more about Shanti Shalas, go to www.linktree.com backslash Shanti Shalas.